You are listening to audio from The Creek Church. If you would like more information about The Creek, please be sure to visit our website at thecreekfw.com. Some of y'all look really ugly today, and I love it. It's ugly sweater day. That's why I'm wearing this. This is why I don't wear sweaters, because I can't hide anything from you, right? I'm showing you my Thanksgiving weight, my Halloween weight, my uh, Labor Day weight, my July 4th weight, my Memorial Day weight, my Easter weight. Last Christmas weight's in there somewhere, too. But I'm glad you're here. Thanks for participating. Uh, it's just fun. You know, we want to create some fun memories and fun experiences around Christmas, because we all have Christmas memories, uh, some good, some bad, and some just downright ugly. Right, Alec was talking about the bike that he got. For me, one of the coolest gifts that I received as a kid was an A-Team van tent. Now, if you knew what the A-Team is, growing up with the A-Team, you know, I got a tent that was in the shape of the van. And so, come on, help me out. Some of y'all got to know what I'm talking about. Maybe my parents got the only one there was in the world, but my brother and I got, we probably put a million miles on that tent. And when it started breaking, we learned the value of duct tape because we kept it going. We pieced it together. We just had a lot of fun in that. And uh, so uh, there's some great things we remember about Christmas and some things we really wish we could forget that we can't this time of year. And uh, what I want to do is really invite you to to a new experience for Christmas. I want to invite you to, to, to see Christmas from a different perspective and hopefully kind of change some things and even just kind of reframe some of the past. And uh, the first Christmas was an ex- incredible experience, and we've been in this series called Chosen. And in Chosen, we talked the first week about Mary was chosen to be the mother of Jesus. Last week, Jesus, uh, we, we dealt with Joseph, and Joseph was chosen to be the father, well, the stepfather, if you break it down, of Jesus. And today I want to look at the shepherds, because the shepherds got chosen to be the ones uh, to hear this birth announcement and really experience Jesus. Outside of Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, according to Scripture, one of the first people to experience Christ. And so I want to look from their perspective and kind of, kind of work through that. If you got your Bible, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2 this morning. If you don't have a Bible, we keep some on the back cabinets for you, and we want you to take that, and that's our gift to you. Merry Christmas. Uh, but in Luke chapter 2, uh, the shepherds get this birth announcement, and I want, to, I want to set it up so you understand who the shepherds are. The shepherds aren't the, the, the religious scholars. They're not the people that you would think would be involved in the things of the church or the things of God and, and, and kind of was set up uh, in a way that we see, we see God's beauty in this. The shepherds were commoners. Uh, they were dirty. They, they didn't just have a house that they went to in the evening and they get up at dawn and go take care of the sheep and come in at lunch and go back out and come back in at dinner and come in shower and everything. No, they lived in the field. They spent most of their time in the field with the sheep, so they were very dirty. They were also considered outsiders. They weren't allowed to come into the temple because of their contact with animals and how dirty they would be. And so, so I love that God chose to give that birth announcement to the shepherds. Because I can, I can relate. I can't always relate with the religious leaders of the day, but I can relate with the shepherd because there's a lot of times I feel like I'm just kind of outside of the things of God. I feel like maybe, maybe my choices or some things I struggle with just keep me from the fullness of God's grace. And so I love that God chose that. I love that God chose somebody like me to come in and say, hey, there's some good news that, that you got coming. And God chose to do this with the shepherds, and the shepherds are out. It says that in those, uh, uh, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So there's multiple shepherds. They're all hanging out. They would have gathered around, and they're just doing their normal routine. 
when they're out tending sheep, you know that they, they probably gathered up their flocks and, and they would have conversations, probably some trash talk, because when you get guys around a fire, there had to have been a fire. You get guys around a fire, crazy stuff starts happening. Great ideas start flowing. I mean, it's just incredible. And so they're probably having all co- good conversation. They're just in the, in the mode. Everything's normal. And then all of a sudden, normal gets interrupted. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Can you imagine that scene? Everything's normal. Everything's kind of mundane and routine for the shepherds. It's just another night out in the field. It's just another thing that we do. And then all of a sudden, God interrupts the normal. God shows up and sends an angel to declare this birth announcement to the shepherds. And I've never seen an angel, but, but I would be much like the shepherds. They were afraid. And, 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 and I'm, here's where I differ from the shepherds. I can get afraid of some things without seeing an angel. I mean, the shepherds had to be brave. They had to be tough. They were out in the fields. They had to protect the lambs, protect the sheep from all types of animals. I mean, they fought lions. They fought tigers. They fought bears. <laughs> You're awake. So it took a lot, right? But they see this spectacle. They see this going on. They see an angel come down, and the glory of the Lord is around them and they're experiencing this, and, and all of a sudden, the angel gives this, this news. And, and this, they're trying to figure out <clears throat> this experience. It says in verse 15, when the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger, And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. That word wondered means they were in awe. The shepherds had gone through an incredible experience. And they're sharing the story. And and all of a sudden, they run into people and they start telling, this is what we saw. This is what was going on. And the people who heard it says they wondered. That means people were caught up in the awe of God. You know, there's there's an awe-inspiring nature of God. God is awesome. He's marvelous. He's wonderful. And when we have an experience with God, it leaves us in that wonder and that awe. And they kept sharing this with everyone they came in contact with because they, they, were, they were communicating what they had experienced. A lot of times when we have an experience with God, we try to explain it away. Well, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe, that just, maybe it just didn't happen the way I, I remembered it. Maybe, maybe my emotions got, got a little charged up. Let me, let, me, let me explain something, because a lot of times we chase the experiences with God. We have an experience with God, and it's going to do something in us emotionally. We're going to feel something. But not every time God does something in our life are we going to feel the goosebumps or feel this great wave of emotion come upon us. And if we start chasing God through the emotions, and there's a danger that we get into, we start trying to, to ask God to do something emotionally, we miss him doing something spiritually at the core of our soul. And they weren't explaining it away. They were telling people what was going on because they had a wonderful experience with God. 
They were in their normal routine and God broke it and they shared it with everyone. And I love what it says about Mary. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Think about a mother. Think of, this, is, this, is a, this is something only a parent could do. As Mary's gone through this, this whole experience, an angel of the Lord shows up and says, you're gonna give birth to the son of God, that he will redeem the world from the sins. He will carry the wrath of God so that we don't have to. And Mary hears this, and all of a sudden, she sees everything come to fruition. I mean, have you been in that moment and in that, that kind of awe-inspiring state where you've been praying for something or, or God's been sharing something with you, and all of a sudden, you start to see it happening? And she's sitting back, and she's thinking, man, God, you're doing something much bigger than, than us here. You, you, you gave this message to the shepherds. You, 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 you gave this message to Joseph, and, and she's just looking at all of this. And, and for Mary, she's treasuring up in her heart. Why? Because she doesn't want to lose this experience. She wants to, tre- she wants to remember it. And then, then it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they'd seen and heard as it had been told them. See, the shepherds, they, they, they were in their normal routine. The angel shows up, gives this birth announcement. I've given you good news of great joy. That's for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby lying in a manger. He's wrapped in swaddling cloths. And, and all of a sudden, they're like, we got to go see it. So normal got interrupted by an experience with God. They go and they see Jesus. They, they tell Mary and Joseph what's going on. I mean, can you imagine that conversation? Mary, Joseph, hey, it's great to meet you. You're not going to believe what happened. I'm sure Mary was like, try us. But then it says they go back. See, a lot of times when we have an experience with God, we're like, I just want to stay right here because this is where it happened. This is the moment. And I just want to stay here in the stable and I want to stay here and I want want that same feeling. You know, and they're probably asking Jesus, hey, would you stir my emotions again? Because what I felt then is what I want to feel again. And you know, we've all received a gift in the past that when we opened it, there was just that feeling that we got. They're like, okay, this person knows me. They love me. They've listened and they, they, they researched and they, they got something that, that is special to me. And we get that feeling. But then the next year they give us a gift and they, they, they didn't go through the same effort or it just didn't move us that way. And we're like, wait, wait, I want, I want those emotions. I want that. And we start circling back to where did I find that? but we've got to keep going. The shepherds went back into their normal routine. They went back out into the field. And a lot of times we go, I had this experience with God. Why isn't everything around me changing? I had this great experience with, with God. Why is my job still like this? Why are my relationships still like this? And here's what we've got to see. The shepherds went back to their normal but they weren't normal. God had forever changed them. You cannot go back and have an experience with God and go back into your normal life and not be changed. Every night, they probably had to be thinking, hey, man, you remember that? They shared it, keep it fresh, and every, every young, maybe, shepherd um, in training, like, hey, boy, you're gonna believe what happened here. I mean, they just kept it fresh, but they went back in. And so a lot of times we go, I don't want to go back to my normal life. I just want God to continue to do these amazing things. Do you know God does the amazing things while you go about your normal life? 
lot of us miss that. Like, I just want to experience God. And we shut down the opportunity to experience him in our everyday life. And Christmas is to be fully experienced. And this shepherds had an incredible experience this first Christmas. And when we start, start looking at this, what is Christmas all about? Man, this passage really breaks it down beautifully. What is Christmas all about? It's about the glory of God. That the angel shows up, the glory of the Lord is about the angel. The, the, the shepherds are seeing this, they're afraid. The angel says, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy. For unto you is born the, today this city, in the city of David a Savior. And then it says that a multitude of heavenly hosts joined in saying what? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among whom he is pleased. And then it says they went to Bethlehem. They shared this experience and they went back doing what? They went back praising and glorifying God for all they'd seen and heard. Everything about Christmas is about the glory of God. Everything about our life is about the glory of God. Whatever you do in word or deed, whether you celebrate Christmas or you don't celebrate Christmas, ultimately it's all about the glory of God. And that's the full experience of Christmas. And, and if we're going to fully experience Christmas, I just want to take some cues from the shepherds. To fully experience Christmas, we got to hear it. We got to hear it. The shepherds heard the message from the, the angel. They heard it loud and clear. The angel shows up and says, I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all the people, which is for you. Unto you is born this this day in the city of David, a Savior. What are you hearing at Christmas? I mean, they're hearing this news, this good news. The good news, you'll hear it in church a lot as the gospel. The gospel means good news. The, the good news in the gospel is the first four books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are known as the four gospels. You'll see it, the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of Mark, the gospel of Luke, the gospel of John. Why? Because it's telling us the news about Jesus, about his birth, that he was born of a virgin in this miraculous way that, that the shepherds came and experienced and others came to experience, that Jesus lived a life that was sinless. He grew up. He's found himself in his father's house. He was pressing in to his father's will. He gave his life on a cross. He walked this hill and he bore the weight of our shame and the weight of our sin and he absorbed the wrath of God against what we fully deserve. That's good news, right? The good news is the Savior's here. The good news is that, that he lived a life that qualifies him to be our sacrifice because he was not born of man. He was born of God. He, he gave his life on a cross to pay the penalty for our sin. That's good news. Somebody paid the way for us to be forgiven. That's good news. Then he was placed in a borrowed tomb, and on the third day he was resurrected because death couldn't keep him in the ground. Hell couldn't hold him down. The power of sin, the sting of death, none of that could keep Jesus down because he is the Son of God. He is the embodiment of the glory of God, and that's all good news. But where the news becomes great joy is when my life gets intersected with the news. You see, the news is about the event of Jesus. I'm giving you news. I'm telling you about this event. He was born. He lived a life that was perfect. He died on a cross for you, and he was raised again on the third day. That's me reporting news. That's me reporting an event. But where it gets really good and a great joy is when my life finds hope in that, when my life finds peace in Jesus, when my life finds grace in that, and love in that, connection in that, belonging in that, salvation in that, freedom in that, eternal life in that. That's where this good news of great joy changes my life. 
And that's what we got to hear. You've got to hear the gospel. God breaks into our normal life. What is normal for us? A normal life for us is hopelessness, despair, just the effects of sin constantly in our life because that's what you and I are born into. That's why Jesus had to be born of a virgin because everybody born of man, and that's every one of us, we're born into a broken system. That's our norm. And Christmas is a reminder that God broke into the norm to do something different, to give us a different experience. And we hear a lot of junk at Christmas. There's so much noise around Christmas. I mean, our minds get bombarded with millions and thousands of of marketing messages. You know, find the perfect holiday gift. This is what you need for Christmas. Find this. The perfect gift is this. This is what will make you happy. Every kiss begins with K. He went to Jared. You know, all this stuff. You know, I just... We just get bombarded with the message. What are you hearing? Are you getting in the quiet? Are you getting away from the noise to hear the still small voice of God? The silent word of God is speaking and he whispers into our life. And for some of you, it's time to turn off the noise. The other day, our TV got possessed by a demon. I mean, I just, we had to find some oil and, you know, all that and do this exorcism on it, but nothing we could do would get the volume down. Heather picks up the remote. It's because the remote responds to me. Um, she, she picks up the remote and she tries to turn the volume up and all of a sudden it goes to 100. I mean, this one doesn't go to 11. It goes to 100. And it is loud, and we're just like trying to figure everything out. No buttons work, nothing. And it was just the noise, the noise, the noise, the noise. Too many of us walk through Christmas and walk through our normal life with the volume at 100. And we can't even discern any message coming in. Step away from that. Jesus did that. He said no to the crowds. Let me, let me give you some permission this Christmas. This is a simple word that you need to use. No. You don't need to do eight Christmas parties in three days. Just say no. They're not going to remember. See, after January 1st, they're not going to remember whether you were there or not. Well, if it's your wife or your husband, they might. But (laughs) no, honey, I'm not going to our Christmas party. (laughs) Hey, you know how to walk the line. But it's okay. I'm sorry, I would love to be there, but I, I just, you know what? We're, we're pretty stacked, and I just really want to spend some time. I want to have some quiet this Christmas. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear that I bring you good news of great joy that shall be for all the people, that unto you, unto you, unto you was born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord? And he gave his life for you. And he was resurrected for you. And he has great joy when your life finds salvation through the name of Jesus. You got to hear it to experience it. These shepherds saw it, so we got to see it. I mean, can you imagine the scene that they got to see? I mean, I spent so much time trying to create that in my mind. I don't think there's, I don't think I could do it justice. I mean, I just, I just kind of started thinking like this angel descending. It was just a spectacle, okay? It was dark. It was night. The only light is the moon and the stars. There's probably a fire, and so there's not a lot of light, but this angel shows up and in a miraculous way, and, 
It scared the shepherds and the glory of the Lord was around them. What did the glory of the Lord look like? Was it a cloud? Was it like this mist that came out? I mean, what was it? Was it, was, did it look like the northern lights? I mean, I got this image in my mind this week that it was just like this, this cloud that was like swirling out and above it was like the, the, the northern lights and it was just a spectacle and just, it was an awe-inspiring thing that, that no, you weren't like, what is that? I've never seen that before, but instantly they knew it was the glory of the Lord. I wish Luke would have given a better description about what this looked like because I want to imagine it, and I just can't. But the shepherds got to see the glory of God. They saw the angel, and they heard the angel, and then they said to one another, if the angel left, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They got to Bethlehem. They saw Jesus in a manger. They knew what to look for. The, the, the angel said, you will find a baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling cloths. The shepherds would have known. They put that baby in a feeding trough? The angel was speaking. that They knew exactly where to go look. But the Bethlehem was, was, was overcrowded. That's why there was no room in the inn. And, and they're like, they put that baby in a stall? They put him in a feeding trough? I got to go see this. That's the Savior? Do they not? <laughs> the shepherds probably, do they not know that that's the Savior? Yeah, Mary, I don't know. Mary, did you know? (laughs) But they knew exactly where to go because they spoke the language. It was normal to them. See, they knew where to go look. They saw it. They saw Jesus. They saw the glory of God. A lot of times we're like, I don't I don't know how to man, I I've never seen an angel. I haven't either. I've never seen Jesus in the manger. I haven't either. You know, we grew up though, so you don't want to see him in the manger now. I've never, how do I see it? And, and we think, if I could just see these things, if I could just see, I mean, we, we, we test God, we ask God, if I could just see these things, if I could hear you audibly, then things would be different. And there was a guy named Thomas that followed Jesus. Many people call him Doubting Thomas. And he, that, name does, that name stuck, but that's not who he is. Because after the resurrection of Jesus, the, the disciples said, say, Thomas, we, we've seen Jesus. He said, I don't believe you because I saw him on a cross. I saw him bleed. I saw him die. I saw them take him down, and I saw them seal the tomb. Unless I can touch him and, and, and I can get my hands on him, I'm not believing you guys. And Jesus shows up. Say, like, Thomas, what's up? He says, you, you wanted to touch the scars. Come here, touch the scars. Put your hand here. That's where the spear went through. And Thomas answers Jesus. He he explains, my Lord and my God, it's you. And Jesus says, Thomas, did you believe because you just saw me? Because blessed are those who believe and haven't yet seen me. And it's, it's the line, you know, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. How do we see? We see through faith. What is faith? Faith is the evidence of things, what? Unseen. By faith, we see these things. The shepherds are going about their ordinary life, their mundane routine, and they see Jesus. They see an angel. They see the glory of God. A lot of us are like, I haven't seen that. Well, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Because just like you could ask the 
question, do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Let me tell you what I see. I saw Jesus this past week through a church that took care of over 250 kids in our community who weren't going to have Christmas. I saw Jesus through people who showed up to load trucks, cars, and trailers with these gifts to deliver them to the schools. I saw Jesus in, in little kids from the creek carrying these bags that weighed as much as they do out to these families' car to say, Merry Christmas, we love you. I saw Jesus and moms and dads that were receiving these gifts that were overwhelmed by the generosity and love of a stranger. And I saw Jesus as he looked back into their eyes and says, what you've done to the least brothers of mine, you've done unto me. I see Jesus in my kids, that they struggle, but they pursue God, they press in. I see Jesus in my wife, because God's given her to grow me and make me more mature in Christ, and I see Jesus in you. I see Jesus in my parents, because they love me, they supported me, and Christmas wasn't about the gifts, it was about connecting me with the giver. So no, I've never gotten to see Jesus lying in a manger. I've never seen the angel with the glory of the Lord. But let me tell you where I've seen Jesus in the truth of his word when he says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in there in the midst of them. And then the presence of God, the glory of God is made manifest and everything about our life is the glory of God. And we can see it. It can be tangible, the glory of God, in how we engage this. What are you looking for? And we can hear it, we can see it, but ultimately, to fully experience this Christmas, we've got to share it. They went and told everybody. I mean, they went out and says, we got to tell you what happened to us. I mean, we were in the field, things were normal. No, we hadn't had anything to eat. No, we hadn't. No, we hadn't been smoking anything. No, we, we just, we went out, we were doing our normal thing, and all of a sudden, boom, there's this angel. It scared us. I mean, it scared Bob more than me, but it scared us. And the angel said, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. This is what the angel said, fear not. I was like, well, he was afraid. The angel said it to him, not to me. I was good. (laughs) Fear not. I bring you good news of great joy. That's for all the people. And you know what? You're all the people. So I got to tell you, there's good news for you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. I got to tell the world about this. And they're on their way to Bethlehem, and they're walking in, and people are like, what y'all doing in here? You won't believe what happened to us, I got to tell you. And they're in awe of the things of God as they hear these things. They go, and they share this with Mary. They share this with Joseph, and they end up going back and praising God. We've got to share our experiences. Now, let me tell you something. There's some things about Christmases in your past that you don't need to share. But Jesus is something to share. Because we're not just reporting an event, we're sharing the great joy that has come from our connection with the good news. And we don't just have an experience with God and try to recreate that and chase the emotions of that. We have an experience with God to share it. Because, I mean, the shepherds could have wanted to stay there. Jesus, we just want to stay here with you. I think Jesus' message, even in a manger, to after his crucifixion was this, go into all the world and share this. Share what you've seen. Share what you've heard. 
You know what I love about the, the shepherds, the commoner, the outside, the dirty? They weren't biblical scholars. God did not choose to go to the people who felt like they had the corner on religion and that there was self-righteous know-it-all to be able to give this message to. He went to the people who were considered outside of the grace of God and he shared this message. I love that. You know what, you know what this comes down to? It's a, he says, go be a witness to all the world. And a witness is what? Here's what I heard. Here's what I saw. I'm sharing that experience. But what about this? Here's what I heard. Here's what I saw. I'm sharing that with you. And too many people get so afraid to share their faith and share this message and share this experience because like, I don't know enough about the Bible. Can, can, I, can I be honest with you? I've been a Christian for a long time. I went to Bible college and I still don't know all the Bible. Stop letting that be a disqualifier for you for doing what God has called you to do. What do you share? Here's what I heard. Here's what I saw. I mean, other people, I don't, I don't think angels exist. Hey, I saw one. People ask me, how do you know Jesus was resurrected? Because I see him. I see him through the body, the church, the hands and feet. Stop being afraid to share your experience. Because God's using your story to interrupt someone else's normal to say, I bring you good news of great joy. And we begin to share it. You know, Christmas is an easy time of year to share. Let me just, here's the thing. Our culture is like this. More people celebrate Christmas than don't in our culture. And, and, and I'm going to celebrate it. And I'm tired of Christians being this crusty, I, my word last night was raspy, and I got corrected a bit because this shirt feels raspy to me. And Heather's like, what, it's like a, like a sore throat? I was like, exactly. <laughs> but I'm so tired of the Christians just, here's what we share. We check out, and they're like, happy holidays. They're like, Merry Christmas. Like, Jesus loves you. This is Jesus' birthday. And then check yourself. I love Jesus. I just say happy holidays because I don't want to get fired. We go, like, come back to this story again. Merry Christmas! I mean, we're like Grinches for Jesus, y'all. Stop it. Stop it. Because the people who have not yet heard this and seen this, their normal is brokenness, their normal is lost. And how can you expect somebody who's lost to act like somebody's saved? Now, let me tell you what I do expect. Somebody who's saved to act like somebody who's saved. So stop putting that expectations on people and go and share it. Show them the love. Show, hey, you know what, man? Let me tell you what my experience with Christmas is. And I'm giving you an easy way to do it. This is not the only way. But, but you got one of these coming in, you can invite, you can use this as an invitation for people to come here for the Christmas Eve services, because we're going to share the gospel, y'all. But hear me on this. Hear me. Listen, lock in. If you hear nothing else that I say today, hear this. This is not, this is not your only way to share this message. 
This is an invitation. The invitation is to hear, but you got to take it the next step. You invite them to a conversation. Okay? Don't put it all on me. It's us. Because you have a voice with people in your life. Use this as a, as a launching point for you to say, this is what I heard, this is what I saw, and I want you to experience it. Because let me tell you something, when that person gives their life to Christ and that good news becomes great joy through their salvation and there's a tank right here and you come up here and you're baptizing them, then the testimony is going to be, I heard that God loves me and sent his son for me and died for me and resurrected for me and I can have new life in him. How do you know I saw Jesus and the person that shared him with me? You will be the face of Jesus to that person that gives their life to Christ. Because you are called to be a reflection of him. May he increase and we decrease. So I want to invite you to share Christmas. Experience Christmas in a different way. We all have good experiences, bad experiences, and ugly experiences. But I'm inviting you to experience the fullness of God in the first way or in a fresh way this Christmas. Father, we love you and we thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for your glory, that everything that we are about is for your glory. All creation declares your glory, even you've called us to. So as we gather in this place, Jesus, we know you're here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place and you're moving. You're working on us. You're working on lives. You're changing hearts. You're mending hearts. Even when we don't see you, you're working. Even when we don't feel you, you're working. And we thank you for working and working and working. And Father, I'm asking right now for this good news that unto us was born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, whose name is Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus the Christ, grew in wisdom and favor and stature with you and man. And he walked this hill called Calvary and he gave his life on a cross for us. And he was resurrected on the third day. We thank you for that good news. And I ask you right now to bring great joy into those lives this morning that, that need a first or fresh experience with you where they say, Jesus, I want you to be my savior. I want to experience you. I want to hear you. I want to see you. I want my life to be found in you. I want my life to do everything for the reflection of the glory of God because that's what my life is all about. God, I'm inviting you to break into our normal, to change us, to shape us, and to give us a fresh experience. It's all for your glory, we pray. Thank you for listening to this message from the Creek Church. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast, or if you have any questions, you can email us at info at